Hello, and welcome once again to another reading of the Iliad by Homer in the original Greek. In this episode, we will be reading Book 9, Peace Offerings to Achilles. And now, what? Fuck that. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. If the shit you're hearing is all Greek to you, it must be living large and hard. Hi there. Welcome to Living Large and Hard. Come in closer. You can't hear me from over there. I know you can't. Come on. All right. High five. Welcome. It's been a while. Uh, I haven't done one of these in months. I've been outside playing because the weather was nice. Now the weather sucks and it's daylight savings time. Hopefully for the last time, daylight savings time, because now it gets dark early as fuck. And it's cold and nasty, so now I'm playing inside. I'm playing with you. I hope that doesn't frighten you. I hope I have your permission. All right, here we go. This is about, um, as you might have noticed, Frankenstein's Castle. No, no, no. Not from Mary Shelley. Not from uh, the movie from the 30s. Not from Young Frankenstein. This is a local legend here in Lansing. And what it is, it's a Grand Trunk Western Railroad coaling station. And... What that means is it's this great big structure that sits over the railroad tracks down off Aurelius Road, the hills, what's considered hills here, and uh, right next to lime pits. I was always told they were lime pits, um, which kind of doesn't make any sense because they're not pits. They were built up, and they got taller over time, so they weren't digging any lime out of them. So I'm, I'm guessing they were tossing lime in them. And there was a cement company there. There. There's a cement company not far from there. And I thought maybe the lime was a byproduct of the cement production. No, lime is an ingredient in cement production. So if they were taking lime out of these things, they'd be getting lower, not taller. But lime is a byproduct with water treatment. So there is a, a wastewater treatment facility not far from there. So I'm guessing that's where the lime got pumped from. And we were told if, you know, you fell in the lime pit, you'd be, you know, there'd be nothing left of you. And they'd bring bodies up from Detroit to deposit them there to get rid of them. Really? You just can't throw them in the fucking Detroit River? So that was pretty, that's probably not true at all. A little, um, something about Grand Trunk Western, the railroad, if, uh, you may have heard of the Grand Funk Railroad Band from up the road in Flint, Michigan, home of America's most deadly water. Well, they uh, they took their name from Grand Trunk and made it Grand Funk, which is I, we always thought that was really cool back in the '70s when I was when I was a youngster and still into that kind of music. They did uh, "We're an American Band," "I'm Your Captain," some kind of wonderful, which is what you are in my book. I love you all. Yeah, right. Uh, cover the locomotion. So that was that. So there's that little thing. Anyway, there's this coaling station. I'd say it's like a 
God, probably six or seven stories tall. And it goes over the railroad tracks, which is now CSX. And um, by the way, this episode of Living Large and Hard will be on the Living Large and Hard YouTube channel. I went and took my drone down and shot some footage of Frankenstein's castle. So you want to pop over there and check it out. You'll get a, a, a visual as far as this picture I'm painting. So Frankenstein's castle, been there forever. Not used forever, as long as I've been around. And one day I was still living at Grandma's house, which is where my parents reared me. Actually, that didn't happen there. That happened elsewhere. I got reared by a relative. But let's keep that a secret. And um, I was in asleep in the upstairs unheated attic. Boy, I tell you, I was raised in the lap of luxury. And um, I was awakened by the sound of stones being thrown against the window from down below. And people yelling my name. And I look out, still pretty drunk from the night before. And it was this guy, I used to work at this place called Hospitality Motor Inn. And what a, what a cast of characters that was. I, if I really put my mind to it, I could probably give you, well, maybe I will do a show about that place. Very interesting. Very great place to begin your work career because there was so much fucking off going on. And it made it seem like, man... Why do people complain about work when you're getting high, getting drunk, and um, breaking in to the pool on the weekend when you found a master key? That would be me, and things like that. Um, where was I? Anyway, out there is this guy, Mike. Can't remember his last name. Uh, remember his first name. Why? Same as mine. And he had uh, frizzy hair, glasses. And Fu Manchu, like a goatee, looked looked like Frank Zappa. And he was out there, and Danny Perez, who didn't look anything like that. Danny Perez was short, chubby. There was one time we were at a, another guy's place sitting on the couch, stoned as fuck. And Danny, I was on his left, and he leaned to his right. And I noticed his ass was growing brighter and brighter. It was illuminated as if from within. And um, that was mesmerizing. So I just sat there and looked at it. And all of a sudden, Danny goes, ah, what the fuck? And he punched me. And I said, dude, what? I didn't do anything. And it turned out, um, we used to carry strike anywhere matches all the time at work, something I started. You'd take Strike Anywhere matches and you'd light them and throw them in people's hair. And that, that was pretty fun. So anyway, he had some in his back pocket. And when he leaned over to the right, they must have uh, rubbed heads and lit up. And we wore whites, these real thin, in the kitchen. I was working in the kitchen. We wore these real thin uniforms, white pants, shirts. And so that's what I was looking at was flame. Actual flames 
you know when you light a match head and it has that uh the from the sulfur and whatever it turns out white yellow that's what i was looking at in danny perez's ass turns out danny perez's ass thought it was my ass that was fucking with him but we got that straightened out after he punched me so anyway these guys are waiting outside grandma's house and um i'm like what the fuck and they said we're going to frankenstein's castle and i said okay and they go come on and i said okay i am one to pretty much if you say let's go do this let's go do that i will go okay so i um got dressed and either clambered out the window and down the railing which is my preferred way to get out from the second floor or i went out and out the front and we got in the car drove over and went to frankenstein's castle and then parked and walked down the tracks and um got there and i said now what and as we faced it on the left hand side where it goes up and then it slopes down across the four tracks to the right side we went to the left side which is like uh, what i say a rectangular in shape the other side is just obviously support so we went over there walk around they go you got to crawl through that hole in the dirt to get inside and then you go up and i went why do i have to do it and they said and uh, obviously this was well thought out because you're nuts and i went okay fair enough and i said what if somebody is in there what if some homeless guy i might even have said hobo which is a, a, something we said back in the 70s what if early 70s what if what if there's a hobo in there and he stabs me in the head when i come through and they said well then we won't go in and again i said fair enough so i got down on my belly and i crawled through this very small opening in the dirt and got inside this structure <clears throat> all concrete and in there there was not a hobo waiting for me there was nothing but all there was was a curved metal ladder and the ladder was secured sort of at the top of about two stories with a piece of wire so it wasn't the most secure thing that you'd ever want to climb but up i went uh started out on the inside of the curve and then as i got about and then i got halfway up then i had to flip to the outside of the curve and then i ended up popping out onto a flat area and i looked around and i went well shit there's really nothing here and then i went around and then i could see a ladder above me a very very rusty ladder nothing like tetanus to, you know make your day just really work you know be drunk you know potentially fall get stabbed in the head going into this dirt and then popping out inside and then not getting stabbed have it going up the ladder and not falling off that but then getting up there and then having to climb up a, another ladder that's all rusty and getting locked y'all but to get to the ladder here's the thing i had to stretch across from where i was over to a wheel that i think 
I don't know. I'm guessing it was used part of the structure to pull the coal up from down below. So I had to go over and I had to stretch myself over. And, and I stepped on the wheel. And you know what? Being a wheel, it turned. Duh! So I went back, got back quickly before I, you know, had the wheel spin too far and pull me over and dash me to the ground. And then worked out that if I went over and just stepped on the axle, it would work. So I did that, stepped on the axle. And then from the axle, I reached up. This is all what I can remember. This has happened, geez, 40, 40, uh, 45 years ago. Easy, if not more. And I've been down to look at it again. If you, When you're looking at this on YouTube, which I hope you do, I don't know how the fuck. When I went back and looked at this recently, I'm like, how in the fuck did I get from here to there? There is a, a little rope up there, so I'm guessing that rope or a different rope was there. And uh, there was no Tarzan swinging over. It was hold the rope, step over, step on the wheel. The wheel starts to go down. Oh, my God, step back, go again. Step on the axle, holding the rope, and then swing over with the other foot and grab the ladder, which had been cut off, and grab the bottom of the ladder, which wasn't really attached and wobbled a lot, and then climb up the bottom of the ladder and then again, and then flip over to the other part and then scamper on up. So I got, um, you could go up there pretty fucking far. I got almost all the way to the top. And then there was like this real steep slope that would go down farther. And even me, I went, <laughs> I ain't doing that. So got up in there. Uh, looked around. Of course, the other two. I look and uh, you guys coming in and being wiser than me. Their answer was, "Fuck no." So I got to enjoy being up there by myself and went up, looked around. You can see the lime pits uh, from there. Again, in the video, you can see they're all overgrown now. It's one of the shots in the video right here. Look, I'll put that in. Look, this is the line pit. And um, basically went up to the, as far as I could go, and then went down and climbed, reversed the whole thing, which was way more terrifying than the going up. Because when I came down the ladder from the top, the rusty, not really attached, bouncing up and down ladder, then, then I had to step onto the axle of the wheel I had to do it pretty much blind, hanging upside down 30 feet in the air. And find the rope without really, you know, I could, that I could see once I had my foot down. Oh, and then, and then swing over to the area I came out on when I went up. I wasn't crying right there. I just, <coughs> that's why. <laughs> oh, a little something in my throat there. Choking on the memories. So then I, yeah, then I had to get back over to that other side and, you know, step over and <laughs> pull that foot off the axle and then climb on top of that curved ladder inside the shaft with no light and then flip over onto that part of the curve that was on the inside. So I was not hanging upside down there and then shimmy my way back out through the dirt.
Let me tell you, folks, the things I've done. Would I do it again? Actually, yeah, I looked into it. Uh, there's no way to get in there anymore. They, the hole has been filled. I mean, if I took a shovel down there and went at it, I could probably do it. But, <laughs> I, you know, there's certain things 40, 45 years on you really shouldn't be doing that you did when you were young, stupid, and drunk. I'm just old and stupid now, not drunk. But So I won't be doing it again, but I do, I do enjoy looking at that and realizing, God damn, I went up in that fucking thing. So that's Frankenstein's Castle. I hope you enjoyed it. One of my memories from way back. Way, way back. And like I said, this is on YouTube, Living Large and Hard. I'm surprised no one ever took that name, either on Instagram, Facebook, or um, or YouTube. I'm surprised that one's available because it seemed like it seems like a no-brainer to me. Living large, right? And living hard. So you put them together, and what do you get? Living hard and large. No, living large and hard. So thank you very much. I appreciate both of you who listen. And anything that you want to throw me in the way of feedback, you can do it. If you're listening on SoundCloud, you can do the comments there. You can send me an email, X-I-T-F-E-R-Brains at Gmail. Shit for brains. Um, YouTube. You can drop a comment in there. And uh, now that it's winter, I should be doing more of these things. Just, just takes me a while to get up to speed. I can't just sit down and do one. I mean, that's how I do it. I just sit down and do one. But unless... I feel impelled to do it for you folks because I love you. I mean, I just I just can't do it. I've tried it where I just go, I'm going to knock one off and sit down and wasn't in the mood. Man, that's the only one that went in the garbage. So anyway, that's it for now. And until the next time, I'll see you at Frankenstein's Castle. Don't fall in the lime pit. Thank you for having nothing better to do than waste your time with me here at Living Large and Hard. And now back to your quotidian existence.